chapter five of a vanished hand this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox .org. a vanished hand by sarah dowdney chapter five mrs beaton guided thus o friend of mine let us walk our little way knowing by each beckoning sign that we are not quite astray whittier it was difficult for elsie entering soho square for the first time to realise that it had been one of the most fashionable parts of london till far into the last century that touch of distinction which still lingers about some of the former haunts of greatness has entirely deserted this old square and it requires an effort to picture the state of the four ambassadors and the pomp of the nobility who once made it their home but the garden lacks not that charm of shadowy trees which so often lends a grace to the nooks and corners of the great city and it is green enough to rest the eyes that are weary with watching the endless march of life elsie made inquiries at a shop in charles street and was fortunate enough to light upon a tradesman who knew something of mrs penn she had left the neighbourhood he believed but he could tell the number of the house she had occupied it was close by on the left hand as you entered the square as mrs tryon had said the ground-floor was given up to business but the upper floors were still let to lodgers a quiet-looking young widow appeared in answer to elsie's summons no ma'am i didn't know mrs penn she said civilly she gave up this house nearly two years ago and i've only been here six months it was my sister who took the house after mrs penn then there is no hope of getting the information i want sighed elsie unless any of mrs penn's lodgers are here still no ma'am said the widow again they are all newcomers i am sorry that i can't help you there was a pause elsie was hesitating before she made a request there is a room at the top of the house which i should like to see she said with an effort there are three rooms at the very top the landlady answered two were small but the front room is a good size it is the largest room which i want to see elsie said the widow considered for a moment it's let to a gentleman who teaches languages and translates foreign books into english she remarked at last he's out now i think will you follow me ma'am elsie's heart beat faster as she ascended flight after flight of stairs she told herself that there was nothing to be learnt by going into the room which meta had occupied and yet she had a longing to be there they gained the top at last and as they crossed the threshold of the chamber a dash of rain beat suddenly against the windows elsie's hands were clasped together tightly under her cloak she was thinking of those winter nights when meta lay here shivering with jamie by her side she thought of the lonely hours when the house was still and the weary worker had sat up to mend the little garments which should keep the cold from the boy it was such a meagre tale which meta had told but elsie with her woman's heart and quick intelligence could fill in all the details the sunshine followed the rain while she stood musing in silence a light broke through the clouds and shone right into the room 
that light brought with it a sudden feeling of sabbath calm and peace the wonderful inner consciousness which seems to be wanting in some natures received a message of quietness and comfort and elsie knew with quiet certainty that meta's sufferings were not worthy to be compared with the bright rest which she had won they only stayed for a few minutes upstairs and then went down in silence as elsie a little tired now was passing out into the square again the widow suddenly recalled her there's an old lady in wardour street who used to know mrs penn she said a mrs beaton she keeps her son's house you'd find her at number one twenty seven in a moment elsie's weariness was forgotten the sun was shining it was still early in the afternoon her time was all her own she thanked the civil widow and turned her steps at once towards wardour street if she had not been so deeply absorbed in her purpose she must have paused arrested by the quaint things which were displayed in beaton's window it was not perhaps more fascinating than other windows in that wonderful street but it had a great store of delicate ivory carvings and lovely mosaics yet elsie merely gave a passing glance at these treasures and passing swiftly into the dim interior of the shop asked if she could see mrs beaton a sallow man who was young without youthfulness looked at her with an expression of surprise she began to explain the object of her visit i am in search of a mrs penn she said frankly i have been to the house in soho square which she used to occupy and i was directed here we knew mrs penn the man answered but my mother seldom sees people however i'll ask if she can give you any information he disappeared and a pale-faced lad stepped quickly into his place behind the counter after waiting for a few moments elsie heard a door close and he came back my mother hasn't heard from mrs penn since she left soho square he said she cannot tell you anything about her an exclamation of disappointment broke from elsie's lips she moved impatiently turning her face towards the door the man looked at her keenly with dark eyes shining through his spectacles if you knew mrs penn she began with a quiver of distress in her voice you must have known a young lady who lived with her her name was meta yes we knew her he answered quietly are you a relation of hers no elsie turned to him with a sudden lighting up of her face but she is a great deal to me and you really knew her we knew her he repeated while she lived her story was a sad one i thought you were related to her because you are like her like her elsie echoed i must have grown like her through thinking about her so much but i never saw her in my life the man still looked at her with a glance kind as well as penetrating i dare say my mother will be ready to have a chat with you he said after a moment's pause excuse me i will go and speak to her again she waited looking out through the doorway and feeling that she was nearer the goal than she had ever been before a strange joy and excitement thrilled her as she heard the shopkeeper returning my mother will be glad to see you madam he said as he spoke she caught the gleam of firelight in a room at the back of the shop it was a neat little parlour in which the old lady sat and she rose to receive her visitor with quiet courtesy 
elsie sat down in an armchair close to the window overlooking a little back yard and mrs beaton attentively studied her face as she spoke my son tells me that you want to ask some questions about mrs penn and miss neale elsie started slightly miss neale she repeated ah that must be meta did you not know her as miss neale the old lady asked i only knew her as meta i found a manuscript of hers in the drawer of an old table in my lodgings and i've been seeking her ever since that search has brought me to you a manuscript did it tell you her story fully was it long or short she had not time to write much i think in her last days it was not long only the outlines of her story were told the manuscript began with the words if i only knew that some one would be kind to jamie and ever since i read them i have been longing to find jamie and be kind to him mrs beaton had put on her spectacles and was regarding the speaker with an intent gaze do you know she said after a pause that you don't seem a stranger to me you are like miss neale so much like her that you might pass for her sister many a time she has sat where you are sitting now it is as i thought elsie murmured i have been guided by a vanished hand the old lady smiled we are all guided she said but sometimes the guidance is more plainly manifested than usual or it may be that our perceptions are quickened you will be disappointed when i tell you that i don't know where jamie is now however you must keep up your heart and not be discouraged i will not be discouraged elsie answered resolutely did mrs penn take the boy away with her she did she went away more than a year ago and she has not fulfilled her promise of writing to me if i had not been old and rheumatic i would have kept the little fellow myself i wish you had kept him elsie said earnestly but until he is safe in my own keeping i shall not rest that was spoken like miss neale the old lady remarked you are prettier than she was i am an old woman and you won't mind my plain speaking she was not as tall as you are and her eyes were grey instead of brown as yours are but she had your black lashes and eyebrows she always wore a very peaceful look a look that comes to some people after great suffering your face is more eager than hers mrs beaton said elsie bending forward entreatingly i want to hear meta's story from one who knew her she has said very little about herself in her manuscript won't you begin at once and tell me all that you know yes my dear i will tell you mrs beaton replied i have missed her very much she used to come and talk to me when she had a little time to spare hers was a busy life and it was a life lived for others she was always going about among the burden-bearers and trying to lighten the burdens that was how it was that she met mr waring End of chapter five